0: It's the HBCU Report with Bob Calloway. <laughs> I like
1: oh. My life will never be the same. Girl, you came and changed The way I walk, the way I don't I cannot explain These things I feel for you Girl, you know it's true I Stay with me, I feel my dreams And I'll be all you need The love would bring as happiness. I'm I, I try to keep uh, my sanity. I, I waited patiently. And girl, you know it seems my life is whole complete. I, I love this. Dream.
2: the CIAA, the HBCU experience lives here. It's the HBCU Report with Bob Calloway.
0: Welcome into to another edition of the HBCU Report for Thursday, June 18th, 2020. I am your host, Rob Calloway. Thank you guys for tuning in. However you may be listening, be sure to follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HBCU Report. When we're not here, we're there. There is sportsnewsandbrews.com, your official source for sports, black news, political news, and the latest on your favorite crab beers. Well, ladies and gentlemen, so much has transpired in the last four 48 hours uh, since we last joined you. Man, just more and more, I'm not going to say more and more fallout, but there have uh, definitely been some I I don't know what to call it. I don't know if this is corporate reparations or I don't really know how to describe it. Okay, so here we are. Now that we live in a world, an ever-changing world, where seemingly white people are trying to make everything right with the world for black people you know we get the news uh, yesterday that Aunt Jemima and Uncle Ben are are changing brand names and image Mrs. Butterworth is is what they're saying is next but I didn't think Mrs. Butterworth had anything to do with any kind of racial uh, undertone Maybe, maybe I'm mistaken but you know, I think they they might just be going a little too far with this stuff. You know, because here's the deal. Yeah, the whole Mamie thing with Aunt Jemima. Okay, yeah, you and you made good on that. You put some pearls around her neck, gave her a little press and curl. Okay, Uncle Ben, Uncle Ben, I always look like a proud Negro. <laughs> no, seriously. Um... But at this point, to be changing the brand names, what are you going to call it? Are you going to modernize it? And then instead of it being like Aunt Jemima, it's going to be like Aunt Steph, Aunt Kiki, Aunt Keisha. Is Uncle Ben going to be like Uncle Carl, like Carl Winslow (laughs) from Family Matters? I'm just saying. How about Uncle Phil? That was a suggestion that I got on Facebook today, Uncle Phil. How, how about that one? Fresh Prince of Bel Air reference. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, also, uh, something else that that is going on is um, white America attempts to make uh, everything right with the world for black America. Uh, still not happening till we get those reparations. Um, New York, the the governor of New York, Andrew Cuomo now wants to make Juneteenth a state holiday. Now, for those of you that, that were listening to Tuesday night show, as I closed out the show, I gave my own little opinion piece, if you will, about the whole Juneteenth situation. You know, I went through a list Tuesday night of about 25 corporations that have said that Juneteenth will be a corporate holiday. You know, some folks are trying to make it a state holiday. Some people are trying to make it a national holiday. But in case you missed Tuesday's show, what I what I said was, is that before we can move forward and really start celebrating Juneteenth and do all of that, everybody needs to be thoroughly educated on what Juneteenth is. You can't just pop up a holiday and not that Juneteenth is a pop up holiday, but you can't just just throw this on everybody and be like, yeah, it's a new holiday, because guess what? You have that percentage of people that will just take the day just because it's a day off. Right. And don't really care about what it actually means. But, you know, I've come down from my original statement that Juneteenth should only be for black people. Because just think about it. We already celebrate Independence Day. That didn't have deadly squat to do with black people. Did it? No. So I'll trade you your Fourth of July for my Juneteenth. Like, let me just have that. And see, this is the other part that we have to be very careful about when we talk about uh, things like Juneteenth that are so close to our history and our heritage is the commercializ- commercialization of Juneteenth, because that's about to be a thing. You know, just think about it. Corporate America, white America, whatever you want to call it. They have their way of commercializing holidays. King Day, for example, is starting to be commercialized to a certain degree. But this Juneteenth thing, oh, I could already see it going down like in a major way. Old Navy, Nike, Adidas, um, Netflix—I mean, I could just see it. I, I, look, I could just see this thing uh, really becoming a commercial holiday when it really should not be. The the god honest truth is, Juneteenth should be a time for people to reflect and for uh, those that aren't African-American to get educated on what Juneteenth is now there are many African-Americans that are not versed in Juneteenth as I discussed uh, Tuesday night well everybody needs to be versed in it everybody needs to understand what Juneteenth is now think about this the Emancipation Proclamation was signed right freeing slaves it wasn't until two years later that the word had spread all across that we were free this is what Juneteenth celebrates. Okay. And so uh, like I said, we just we just gotta be better, man. And I don't need people thinking that they could just put a band-aid on this and it's gonna make it all right. Because it's not gonna make it alright. As my former uh co-host, my late co-host, my my best friend in life, if you will, to a certain degree, Big Mike, used to always say it, like Yeah, if you really are serious about this whole ending uh, uh, racism and and all of that. Yeah, somebody's got to address the elephant in the room, which is slavery, period. So there's that. You know, I'm just not with the commercialization of Juneteenth because guess what? They commercialize it. Guess who's going to down profit off of it? Them. Yeah, guess who's going to take it to the bank? Juneteenth to the bank. It's not going to be us. It's going to be them. These corporations headed by who? White people. I'm just telling y'all. This is the HBCU report. Rob Calloway hanging out with you. Um, really quick. Coming up in the next segment, we will be joined by the editor and publisher of HBCUsports.com, Ken Rashad, and we're just going to run the gamut uh, on some of the things making headlines in HBCU Sports. Uh, one thing that I have to address really quick uh, before we get ready to take a look back at the year 2001 is uh, the trickle down effect. That was the name of the show Tuesday, uh, where we talked about the Bayou Classic possibly um, being moved to somewhere else, if not canceled. Well, we got the news this week that the Southern Heritage Classic between TSU and Jackson State is canceled. The Detroit Classic between uh, TSU and Southern has been uh, canceled as well. Winston-Salem State has canceled homecoming activities, excuse me, homecoming activities, but the game will still be played, but uh, a limited capacity at the stadium. Same thing for North Carolina A&T. And so what we're about to see is a trickle-down effect. That's why the show Tuesday was called the trickle-down because we're about to start seeing this because these are the games that are at the top of the schedule and it's just going to be a trickle down. Now we got to think about the Miac swag challenge that happens right here at Atlanta uh, to kick off the, uh, the football season. So Kim Rashad joins the show in the next segment. But right now we got to take a look back at the year 2001 in pop culture in 2001. A series of anthrax attacks spread fear amongst the American public and several people were infected by handling infected letters. Do you remember that? That was crazy. They were sending these letters to uh, politicians and it was just it was a mess. Uh, In music, The Blueprint, the sixth studio album by Jay-Z was released September 11th of 2001 by Rockefeller Records. And Invincible, the 10th and final studio album by Michael Jackson, was released October 30th of 2001 by Epic Records. At the box office, The Wash, written, produced, and directed by DJ Pooh, starring Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg, was released November 16th of 2001. Not sure how many of you uh, have actually seen it. It was a, a, a remake of Car Wash, if you will. I love that movie. I love the soundtrack. The soundtrack is dope. And um, December 25th, Ali, the biographical sports drama that focuses on 10 years of the life of boxer Muhammad Ali starring Will Smith was released. And in sports, it was September 29th of 2001 that Bernard Hopkins defeated Felix Trinidad by knockout in the 12th round to unify the world middleweight championships. That is a look back at the year 2001. Coming up on the other side, Ken Rashad of HBCU joins the show. This is the HBCU report.
2: Alright, everybody in the car Let's go What are we going to do first when we get there, mom? Go for a hike? Sure What about canoeing? Can we go canoeing too? I don't see why How long does it take to get to the forest? It's not that far, sweetie
1: (sighs) Are we there yet? Yep, we're here Already? It's a short drive from your neighborhood to your naturehood Visit discovertheforest.org to find a neighborhood park or green space near you. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the U.S. Forest
0: Service. If you missed the HBCU Report with Rob Calloway, here's what you missed. Rob Calloway tapping it up with Doug Stewart. Black folk, man, we suffer from a a disease called lack of insurance. Like, but we don't ever have insurance, but we gotta start a GoFundMe, we gotta get a PayPal, we we gotta get all this stuff going, so first of all, why is it important to make sure that you have some type of life coverage? Like all the communities, man, they long-term. You know, we're very short-sighted in the way we view life. But imagine if you,
3: you know, turned 21 and you had $300,000 waiting for you in a life insurance that you could use to put down on a house or start a business, you know. so a lot of times we just start out behind the eight ball in our community because we don't use life insurance as a tool to build financial wealth.
0: HBCU sports fans,
3: you finally have a voice. This is the HBCU Report with Rob Calloway. Come on, come on
1: Represent your sideline beams round here. If you stick, you uh-huh. catch high Try a have one. Draw a shotgun. A couple underground ones. Bell mm-hmm. over there in the rear of the club. Pulled up on dubs. And we fought to go and buy the bar up. So, 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 we ain't playing. Uh-huh. Hang with no lanes. Walk insane. And we're be at a party. Yeah. Girls is on the way, whatever. Cardiac. Yes, you think I know the mind is walking off. style mm-hmm. fit just showing that skin trying to make an mm-hmm. on the spit where you been girl you and your friend to you come to yeah. the back well, we got it by frowning yeah. your white t-shirt or a three-piece suit mm-hmm. don't matter what you wear all that matters is who you with mm-hmm. some jiggy some straight line yeah. all up in the clubs to have a good time girls is on the way whatever cardiac. yet and models talking all it
2: I'm rolling past his yeah. little jagged bends with the rose, not the one with the stem, the no. one with the rim, yeah. the one that seemed to make more enemies than friends. I'm sliding in past those, both eyes closed, both uh-huh. arms rose, both arms rose with the oh, SO, SO, I ain't bottle, up to the Ain't no left, I'm quick to go left, yeah. I plays with no rep, I jams more than death, baby, show me the club. I'm like, hey, whatever card it had, come uh-huh. and mix it with the Chris. baby, what's wrong with VIP twist
0: it. twisted down right yeah. two way like hey. Jagged Edge featuring Nelly what a party at right here on the HBCU Report Rob Calloway hanging out with you guys Thursday night thank you for tuning in don't forget coming up Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern via xquadradio.com it is the HBCU Report the big show featuring DJ Jelly with the halftime mix we kicked that thing off last Saturday to rave reviews. So uh, if you missed Saturday's show, of course you can always go back and relive that thing or any of our shows on demand 24-7 via Spreaker, iHeartRadio, the TuneIn Radio app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts or any platform where great podcasts are served uh, to check out the first installment of the halftime mix from last Saturday. So uh, this Saturday, no different and plus you never know who's going to stop by the HBCU report. And speaking of stop by the HBCU Report. You know, on the show, I'm always... Uh, bragging on the websites that I use to uh, prep for uh, this show right here. And one of those sites is HBCU It's probably the one uh, source that I have used maybe the last eight, nine years. They've gone through some changes, some name changes or whatnot, but the quality of the information still remains the same. And so right now we are being joined by the editor and publisher of HBCU Mr. Ken Rashad. So, Ken, since this is your first appearance on the HBCU Report, man. Welcome to the show. Hey, man, thank you for having me on. Not a problem. So, uh, you know, HBCUsports.com, I tell people on the show all the time. I've been talking about it for years. It's one of of my uh, go-to spots when I start prepping for the HBCU Report. Now, this is going way back to 2012 when I think it was called TSPN, if I'm not mistaken. Um, So just tell us about the website and how you came up with the idea uh, uh, for HBCUsports.com.
3: Well, actually, you know, the original found the the, the original foundings go back to, you know, the late 19, you know, 1997 um, when I was just basically with a couple of guys. I mean, it's funny how these things take place, you know, quickly. I it was, was I, there were a couple of friends of mine, who uh, a guy by the name of Michael Whitaker, and I can't think of the other guy's name. He would, they, they were more so coworkers, and every time we got together, they would always talk shop. They worked at IBM, so they were technical guys, and every time they got together, man, they always talked about these things that I had absolutely no clue what they were talking about. So what I did was I went at that time. There were a, a, a series of stores out there called Comp USA. Right. I went and bought me a book. Uh, basically teach yourself HTML, basically teaching yourself how to, uh, you know, make websites. And basically it was just more so of a hobby, just kind of getting a feel for, you know, how websites work, how to build websites, the the working, inner workings, and all that other stuff. And I just decided I'd build something that was dedicated to swag sports. It was strictly uh, based upon a swag. Uh, You know, I'm I'm a graduate of Grambling. And, you know, that was the result of me at the time. I'm a Dallas resident. Getting Sunday, getting the paper on a Sunday morning, and the, the Dallas Morning News would literally post the scores of every single college football game played the, the the day before on Saturday. I'm talking all of them. So quite naturally, I would look and kind of get in a, to see what the scores were, pretty much for the SWAC teams and pretty much other HBCUs as well. But that's that. That's all it was. Just the the, the, the the just the score. Didn't provide any details or anything like that. And I just needed more information. So basically, taking that information. or or taking those concerns, and I said, well, you know what, let me see if I can create a website that would basically highlight SWAC news. And so what happened was uh, at that time, the Southwestern Athletic Conference had somewhat of a system in which if you, you know, wanted to um, get facts uh, sent to you uh, with press releases, with updates and so forth, you could. And so what happened was I subscribed into this fax system that the SWAC had, and then every – you know, Saturday night, I would get all of these faxes with scores and details and so forth. And basically would transcribe all of that information onto the website. So once the football season was over with, I I stopped. And before you know it, I started getting uh, comments and emails from people saying, Hey, when are you going to update the website? I love this site. This is a great source of information. I never thought anything about it. And uh, you know, we can't ever have anything good. And once we get something good, everything always goes away. We we need to keep this up. And so I I didn't realize that there was a demand for it. And so that following uh, fall in, in, in 98, we, we, we set up the swag page, and uh, basically, it, it grew legs. And before you know it, you know, we we went from the swag page to the swag page network. And then we were fortunate enough to secure the demand of HBCU sports. And here we are, HBCU sports here in the year 2020.
0: Absolutely, man. Great story. Uh, like I said, that was T.S.P.N. was my my original go to when I first started hosting the HBCU report. Well, well prior to that. The HBCU report, I was just doing sports updates on this um Black Talk Station here in Atlanta. And um right. and so the the news anchor would always be like, Man, you gotta make sure you hit these HBCU scores. And me being a Bama State guy, I was like, Okay and he was like let me give you this website and it was TSPN and so from that point I always used the website then when the HBCU report started um, I was using it and then you guys have migrated to, you know, to, the, to the current uh, version right, right now HBCsports.com right. and uh, you know you, you dude let me tell you you all do a, a great job uh, of making sure that everybody stays in the know uh, of what's going on not just in sports because you cover more than sports so um, I just want to commend you for that brother well I, I appreciate it and
3: and and actually you know we we we've got history uh it's amazing while we are we're obviously primarily known for sports coverage uh you know as you probably are aware back especially during the TSPN the 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 TSPN sports days you know the the message board you know pre uh, pre pre Facebook pre social media I like to look at those message boards as the original forms of social media um you know that particular medium, man, was was very, very influential and impactful in the development of not only uh, the, the, the website HBCU Sports, but you, we were amazed to see the impact that it had in various uh, crevices and other areas. You know, uh, upon um, uh, particular HBCU campuses, you know, people didn't want to necessarily admit it, but you know, we would get, we would get. Um, uh, notes that you know the the president of this school or the athletic the athletic director of this school was on the website, coaches and stuff like that. And sometimes they would get upset by some of the things that were being said, and that 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 was kind of what really validated uh, the site. And if you throw that to the side, and you can and you also mention that we actually had people who met, married, and started families as a result of meeting on this website. Uh, that's that's one of the things that a lot of people don't know about. And, um, you know, so it, it's really, like you said, been more than just sports. It's actually been a, you know, somewhat of a, a cultural lifestyle, if you will, for some.
0: Absolutely. This is the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway on the line right now with Ken Rashad of HBCUsports.com. Now, uh, let's talk about a couple of the stories that you got uh, making headlines on the website right now. Uh, and I got to start with my guy, man. Dr. Dennis Thomas has been taking a beating over the past few weeks since uh, it was announced that Florida A&M would be leaving uh, in favor of the Swag. Now, uh, he's been named a, a candidate for the College Football Hall of Fame class of 2021 um, which he deserves. But a lot of folks can don't really understand the impact that, that Dr. Thomas has had on the entire landscape of HBCU sports, not just as the commissioner of the MEAC, but as a whole, Um, you know, what are your thoughts on, on some of the bumps that he's been taking lately? I
3: I am inclined to agree. Um, and I think a lot of that is just simply due in large part to people not really having a true understanding on what the responsibilities and the role of a conference commissioner is. Um but to 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 Dr. Thomas's credit, uh people don't understand that, you know, the the celebration bowl as we know it right now was his actually idea. his brainchild. Yes. Yes. Uh you know that it, Doc, Dr. Thomas, Dennis Thomas is the reason why we had the celebration bowl, and you know I, I'm not going to go into the story behind it. But if you don't take anything else away from that, just know that Dr. Thomas, and he has no problem telling you the story whenever you ask him about it. <laughs> you know he, he's the reason why the celebration bowl exists. So, um, but but you know, and I've even heard some on. Social media talk about, you know, he needs to be fired because of of the dismantling of of, of, or basically where we are right now, where where the MEAC stands. But the bottom line is, is that they're just simply too many layers. You know, Um, the member schools still have a certain level of autonomy to do the things that they feel that they need to do for the best interest of their programs. So, you know, uh, you can't necessarily blame Dennis Thomas for A&T leaving. You can't blame Dennis Thomas for Hampton or even FAMU uh, leaving. You can't blame Dennis Thomas of Savannah State making the decision to go back down to Division II. Um You know, so, I mean, it, 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 it's, a, it's a complicated matter. Uh, there, there are no easy answers, but the one thing that I will say is that you can't necessarily blame uh, Dr. Thomas for this, considering what his actual role of uh, conference commissioner is.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right. This is the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway hanging out with you guys. Thank you for tuning into the show. We are on the line right now with uh, Ken Rashad, the editor and publisher of HBCUsports.com. Ken, hold the line for me. We're up against the break. Uh, Coming up on the other side, we will continue uh, this conversation as well as continue our commemoration through music of the year 2001. This is the HBCU Report, and we will return right after these words.
3: Open calendar. What's my schedule looking like?
1: Next Thursday you will be caught in an emergency
3: flash flood between Park and 1st Street. What? No. No, that that doesn't work. I'm I'm busy then. Decline. De- decline.
2: Floods don't exactly work around your schedule. Disasters don't plan ahead. But you can. It starts with talking to your loved ones about making an emergency plan. So don't wait. Communicate. Visit gema.ga.gov. Brought to you by GEMHSA Ready Georgia, FEMA, and the Ad Council.
0: If you missed the HBCU Report with Rob Calloway, here's what you missed on the line with BJ Jones, the football guru for HBCUGameday.com. What about moving down? Could that be a possibility?
3: Yeah, I think that might be a possibility for a couple of schools. I think even in the meeting yesterday, they hinted at two schools uh, possibly moving down. But the reason that you don't have a lot of people moving down is pride. Right. I mean, for years, (laughs) how many people have you heard barking at Mississippi Valley State about, hey, you guys might want to consider the SIAC. That's what keeps a lot of schools at a Division I level is Pride, you know. No one wants to admit that you know. Maybe we don't have the funds or facilities to do it. You know, we have that can-do attitude, and yes, you should have that. But if you are not getting the funds that you need from the private donations from your alumni, and you, you're bleeding your school dry, at some point you have to be smart.
2: HBCU sports fans, you finally have a voice. This is the HBCU Report with Rob Calloway. I love you. I love all you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> For real? I love girls, 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 girls,
2: I do adore Yo, put your number on this paper Cause I would love to date you Holla at you when I come off talk I got this Spanish chica, she don't like me to roam, so she called me cabron, plus my ego, so she likes to cook right, so she likes me home, I'm like, oh momento, mommy, slow up your tempo, I got this black chick, she don't know how to act, always talking out her neck, making the finger snap, she like, listen, Jigga, man, I don't care if you rap, you better me. I got this French chick that love the French kiss She thinks she's woe,
1: Derek, wear her hair in a twist My Shetty Amore, 2A Bell
2: Mercy, you fine as fuck, but you giving me hell I got this Indian squad the day that I met her Asked her what tribe she with, red dot of feather She said all you need to know is I'm not a hoe And to get with me, you better be cheap, lots of dough Now that Spanish chick, French chick, Indian and black That's fried chicken, curry chicken Get yeah, damn, I'm getting fast. A roast can French fries and crepe. An appetite for destruction, but I scraped the plate. I love girls, girls, girls,
1: girls, uh-huh. girls, I, I do
2: yo, put your number on this paper, because I would love the nature. Holler at you when I come on tour. I love girls, girls, girls,
1: girls.
2: Come scoop you in that coop Sitting on two zeros Fix your hair in the mirror Let's roll Come on, bro. I got this young chick She's so immature She like why you don't buy me rebox no more Like to show out in public Throw tantrums on the floor Gotta toss a couple dollars Just to shut up a holler Got a project chick That plays a part And if it goes down Y'all that's my heart Baby girl so terrible She been with me from the start Hit my drugs from the noms Hit my guns by the park I got this model chick that don't cook or clean but she dress her ass off and a walk it's mean. Only thing wrong with mine, she's always on the scene. She got days, she's fine, but she parties all the time. I get, I get not not by fire knowledge from my stewardess not chick. She tight blue dress, she thick, she gives me extra pillows and seat back love. so I had to introduce her to the Maha Club, Man, that's young chicks do it, is. project and model, that means I fly rough early, plus I know tabo, that means I'm new school, pop pills and stay in beat, but I never have a problem with my first class seat, I love, girls, girls, girls,
1: girls, girls, I do adore.
2: Yo, put your number on his paper, cause I would love good nature Holla at you when I come off oh. I
1: love girls, girls, girls,
2: girls, girls All over the globe I come scoop you in that coupe, sitting on two zeros. Fix your hair in the mirror. Let's roll. I have got this paranoid chick, she scared to come to the house. A hypochondriac who says Boy, out she for a whip it out. Got a chick from wow. Peru that sniff Peru. She got a cut that customs that get shit through. Got this weed head chick, she always catch me doing shit. Crazy
1: girl wanna leave me, but she always forgets. Got this Chinese chick, had to leave her quick.
2: Cause you can't yeah. my shit. Man. I got this African chick with Eddie
0: Murphy on the skull. She likes Jigger Man. Why you treat me like animals? Oh, I'm, I'm like, excuse me, Miss Fo But when I met your ass, you was dead broken. and now you won't have. I got this hole that after 12 million mom is a nogal lepic, always sleeping on
2: hoes. Gotta the back of my head. Like dudes low So many girls. let's
0: go. This is the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway hanging out with you guys Thursday night. Thank you for tuning in to the show. However, you may be listening, man. I tell you what. I think the Blueprint 1 was arguably the greatest album of 2001. I'm sorry, man. I played that thing from beginning to end, and this was my anthem right here, man. Big shout out to my boy B. Hanks, man. Back, back in 01, man, me and B. Hanks, you know, we grew up together. And, uh, you know, we were coming of age in, in 2001. And, boy, we used to be up in Strokers. For those of you uh from this area that have been to Atlanta or even heard Welcome to Atlanta, they talk about Strokers. That was one of the premier uh, strip clubs. They're still open, but they're not one of the premier clubs anymore. But me and B. Hanks used to be up in that thing, man. And I tell you what. Yeah, we were living a whole nother life. (laughs) I hope my mom's not listening. (laughs) Hey, but that Jay Z blueprint, man, that was the soundtrack. Uh, the 2001, man, that was, whew, that was an unbelievable album. As you could tell, <laughs> I was riding that thing, but I, I love that album, man. Jesus Christ. This is the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway hanging out with you guys Thursday night. Uh, we are on the line right now with the editor and publisher of HBCUsports.com, Ken Rashad. So, Ken, you know, 2020 has been full of uh, so many surprises, if you will, when you talk about sports. When you look at the HBCU landscape, MEAC, SWAC, basketball tournaments were about to get underway. And lo and behold, the pandemic happened. And since that point, everybody has been kind of scrambling, uh, trying to figure out a way to get sports restarted. And then, you know, you, you start hearing things about Uh, The city of New Orleans not uh, holding large events, which means uh, when you talk about black folks, now you start talking about the Essence Festival. Uh, That's a virtual thing now. And then, of course, you got the Bayou Classic. And there have been some options thrown out about the Bayou Classic when you talk about venues how to actually host it outside of New Orleans. Uh, But I did a show Tuesday night called The Trickle Down Effect, and it was talking about. The 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 bayou and if, if things change with the bayou, it was going to be a trickle down with the other classics. But lo and behold, yesterday morning when I get up, I see that the Southern Heritage Classic uh, has been canceled due to COVID nineteen. So, uh, what are your thoughts on where we're headed, and could we be witnessing for the first time ever a classicless you know a classicless year?
3: Well, yeah, you know, actually you you said that the Bayou Classic would would create somewhat of a trickle-down effect, but I'm actually not surprised that it would be the Southern Heritage Classic that would create that effect because obviously it's all due to the timeline in which these classics are going to be held. Mm -hmm. The Southern Heritage Classic basically kicks off around, you know, the start of the season. Right. And so when you looked at the fact that you had the Southern Heritage Classic canceled, the Detroit Football Classic between Southern and um, – who was it – tennessee state, uh,
0: tennessee state um, right. canceled
3: mm-hmm. um you know because of those games are so early in the season and obviously those games are going to be played first it, it, it's not surprising that we will get to this point the bayou classic still kind of has luxury of kind of having a wait and see approach um because of the fact that it's pet it's played in in, in late november uh, so they they obviously have uh, some some time to kind of see how this all plays out. But it it isn't surprising that the organizers of the Southern Heritage Classic would say, you know what, we're not going to play this game. It's not over, it's not surprising that the Detroit Classic would say, you know what, we're not going to play this game. And, and, and now North Carolina A and T, uh, you know their chancellor is, is, is you know H-H- Harold Martin is talking about the possibility of the the school going. Uh, Online in the fall, and that decision is expected to be made sometime between July 1st and July 15th. So that's a wait and see. And then just recently, as we're talking now, uh, North Carolina A&T has just officially announced that homecoming is going to be canceled. So there will be no homecoming uh, for the fall.
0: Wow! So uh, you know, so throw this, it away. This, this thing is serious. Just throw it away. And. <laughs> What's that? I said, just throw it away. The whole 2020, just yeah, throw it away.
3: I, I mean, you know, I mean, at, at this point, I, I think you really don't have a choice. But, but but, but, this is my this is the way I really see this. And I hate to kind of look at this uh, from a geographic standpoint. And, and I'm not necessarily looking at this politically in, in terms of red state, blue state. But in it, it seems to me that those schools that are located in the south who love football, you know, Uh, are are doing just about every single thing they can Mm -hmm. to the very last minute to Mm -hmm. do whatever it is possible to save football. Whereas if you notice schools out on the West coast, primarily the UC system, university of California and and, and the Cal state school systems out on the West coast have pretty much basically said, we're going to have school in the fall. Now, I, I don't know if any exceptions have been made for student athletics, but, you know the state of California has pretty much made it clear they're not we're not having classes in the fall unless something just drastically changes between now and then, which isn't likely, but that isn't the case with uh the schools in the south, you know Alabama and u s c are still determined to play that game in Jerry World to start the season. There are schools that are hesitant. you know they're they're saying you know what student athletes come here and work out, we're still planning on having a season. And, you know, and I get it. I mean, I'm not saying that I don't want to see it because I would love to see it. But, you know, ultimately this comes down to player safety. And at some point, somebody is just going to have to just make the the hard decision and say, you know what, we just won't be playing football. Now, if it means that you have to move it to the spring, you can do that. But I I just don't see at this point how you could possibly try to hold on uh, to something that just simply isn't going to be. Uh,
0: beneficial to all of those involved especially when you start from from a health standpoint. Right, especially when you start thinking about the kids haven't been on campus, they've been wherever they live, so when they return back to campus, I I know they had some cases at the University of Alabama where some of the football players returned and tested positive for COVID-19 and then we just had a situation the other day where Ezekiel Elliott uh tested positive right. for COVID nineteen. So when you bring these kids in and you don't know where they've been and and you know, if, if they're just asymptomatic, you know, you could create a whole situation where, you know, like a, a certain number of your of your players could end up um with COVID nineteen just from one person returning to campus. And so, um, yeah, it's definitely unbelievable times right now. Um, and and, so- and you know rob and, and and combine that with the fact that as it stands
3: right now you know we we're, we're we're actually seeing a spike right now right. in covid nineteen cases, so you know it, it just simply it, it, you know if you continue if if schools are not going to make a, a take a definitive a, de, a definitive stance it 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 literally is a is a the way i see it a recipe for a disaster later on down the line so you know i, I god bless I, look and i understand as a as a and i want to make this clear i understand that these decisions aren't aren't easy to make uh because obviously and i hate to say it but you know money is involved yep but sometimes man the hard decision without question in this case for the safety of everyone. I'm not just talking about students, the student, student athletes, students, administrator. Sometimes the hard decision really is the best decision to make. And it's best to make it now as opposed to trying to make it later when it becomes that much more difficult to try to, 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 to kind of, you
0: know, curtail things. Absolutely. He is Ken Rashad. Make sure you check out the website, HBC sports.com. Ken give everybody your social media info so they can follow you.
3: Uh, You can follow HBCU Sports. Obviously, you can visit the website, HBCUSports.com. On Twitter, we're located at HBCU Sports. On Instagram, um, at HBCU underscore sports. And on Facebook, at Real HBCU Sports.
0: Absolutely. Ken Rashad. thank you so much for joining me, man. And and look, I look forward to having you uh, on the show again soon. Hey, you're going to have to return a favor. Oh, absolutely. Whenever you get ready to to record. Yeah, I'm down, brother.
3: I'm down. (laughs) All right, brother. I appreciate it.
0: Great stuff right there from hbcusports.com's Ken Rashad. Man, so much going on in this HBCU landscape uh, in, the, um, in the COVID-19 era. Man, it is unbelievable. Unbelievable. That's why I had to name the, the title of this show Home COVID 2020. Because that's what's happening. Home COVID. <laughs> it won't be no homecoming. It'll just be home COVID. Jesus Christ. Unbelievable. Make sure you are following us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HBCU report. Also remember when we're not here, we're there. There is sports Your official source for sports, black news, political news, and the latest on your favorite craft beers. So, are all hearts and minds clear? Crack staff, we good? Thumbs up? Thumbs up? All right, I see y'all on FaceTime. Thumbs up? All right, well, that about do it. For another edition of the HBCU Report, I'd like to thank tonight's guest, Ken Rashad of HBCUSports.com, and also you, the listener, because without you, there would be no HBCU Report. Uh, don't forget, tell a friend, and tell a friend, and tell a friend. The HBCU Report is live three days a week. Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. All right. Uh, coming up on Saturday morning show. You never know who might stop by. It happens nine o'clock via XSquadRadio.com. It is the HBCU Report Big Show featuring DJ Jelly with the Halftime Mix. If you missed it last week, you don't want to miss it this week. I promise you, it is going down right here on the HBCU Report. And just remember, ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow's not promised, so we've got to be the best version of ourselves every damn day. This is the HBCU Report. I am Rob Calloway. See you guys Saturday morning. Gone. It's the HBCU Report with Rob Calloway.